Today is Pastor, Pastor Appreciation Day. Um, it's a day for us to honor our shepherd. And of course, we in Baptist, uh, we got to eat. So, yeah. I'll try to keep it within the time constraints and get us there quickly. But what a pastor we have. Yeah. A man truly after God's own heart. Yeah. I mean, how blessed are we to have a shepherd that stays the course? He does not sway to the left or to the right. He stays true to God's path. There's no wavering. No walking down and tearing from uncomfortable passages. He preaches it all. He preaches it without apology. Which is a rarity today in this church across America. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, we just open hearts and open minds. Lord, we ask that you search us deeply. Lord, place your finger on anything there that is not pleasing or honoring to you. Any sin or shame, Lord, help us to see it as you do. Lord, we confess these things now. Thank you for washing sins in the end. Lord, thank you so much for this man that you give us, this shepherd you called. Lord, I ask that you watch over him with a special care, that you fill him with a double portion of your spirit to give him that strength, that wisdom, Lord, that integrity to save the course. Lord, be with him, his lovely bride, his little one. Lord, protect them, watch over them. Keep them ever committed to you, Lord. Lord, we give these things and pray these words in your most holy and precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, I've got several scripture, and I'm hoping they're going to be on the screen. Oh, yeah. So that we don't go over. So the first scripture, 2 Timothy 4, 2. Preach the word, be ready in season, and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Here we have such a man, in such a way. He does this. A man called and ordained by God to care for his sheep, which is all of us. I mean, think about it. He has his lovely bride, his daughter, he's the eldest, he has his mom, his siblings. I mean, for anybody, that that would be enough. That's really enough to care for. But now add roughly 120, 150 more sheep to your flock to care for, to watch over, to lead, guide, direct. I mean, who in here would say, hey, sign me up for that? Sure, I want 150 more people to care for, to watch over. Just what I need. Or add to my dad. Not me. But he does. And he does it. Genuine, with love, a smile on his face, and more so a smile on his heart. He truly cares for us. Now, what he gives to us is from the Word, it's from the Lord. It's not tricksy or false. So if you don't get that, you'll get that. But he stays the course, no matter what. Now, does he have bad days? Absolutely. Does he have days that feel like the weight of the world's upon his shoulders? More than you realize. I'm sure Justin knows. But he stays true to it, no matter what. Now, how? How does he do this? Well, sitting under his teaching for the past few years, I've come to the real realization that he has discovered not just the secret to life, but the meaning of life. Now, in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, 
They tell us, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Now you say, wait a minute, I've heard this before, I've read this many times. Do you mean to tell me this is the meaning of secret life? Yes. Let me break it down for you. Pastor Aaron strives to be closer today to God than he was yesterday, but not as close as he's going to be tomorrow. Catch that. He's going to get closer to God today than he was yesterday, but not as close as he's going to be tomorrow. For he knows that his strength is directly proportioned to the proximity of the Father. The strength of his faith is directly related to the proximity of the Father. How close he is to the Father. This is where his strength comes from. And in this power, in his and this power in his life depends on his communication with that source of power. How well is he communicating with the Father? And though this is not the first time we've heard this from him, unless you've been sleeping in his sermons. <laughs> Pastor taught this all summer long with the I Am series that he brought to us, which was phenomenal. And if you're not here on Wednesday nights, gleaning from him what he has for us, I encourage you, get here. You're missing out. It is powerful stuff. And he continues to do this with every message he brings to us. He always has. But how? How do we make this our own? What he has found? Well, first, it has to start with a clean heart. Now, in Psalms 139, 23 through 24, I encourage you to pray this every day. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Giving God permission to touch your heart on things that don't align with Him and His Word. As we do this, He will touch our hearts on things. And as soon as He does, no matter what it is, repent. For true repentance brings restoration. And restoration brings a clean heart. One that can be filled by the Holy Spirit. See, God can't fill the dirty vessel. Now this is key. There's only one thing that will hinder His Holy Spirit in us and His Word and our prayers are going to Him. What is that? Sin. That's right. Sin. Now, this means every sin. Even our pet sins. Even the ones we try to make excuses for, justify, deny, or even try to hide, especially these. Now let's stop and think about this. What's in there? Deep down in there. Down in the depths of your heart, in the back of your mind, something the Lord He has said, He wants removed. He wants confessed. He wants done. Could be something, it could be something that it's okay for others to do. But God has said, no, it's not okay for you to do. Is there bitterness? Unforgiveness? Now you've heard it said before that refusing to give someone forgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting them to die. It's foolishness. But you say, you don't know what this person did to me. You're right, I don't. But I do know what God's Word says in Matthew 6, 14 through 15. 
For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will not forgive you of your trespasses. This is serious. There has to be forgiveness. So if you want peace, then forgive them. And then pray for them as well. And not, Lord, please make them see the error of their ways. Which I'm sure none of you are pray. But you actually pray. Pray for blessings upon them. And keep praying for them. Until one day you can hear news about them, good news, and you rejoice. And you hear it. Then you'll know that you've truly forgiven them. And that is the only time that you're going to have real peace is when you truly forgive them. Now Psalms 51, 10 through 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Ah, to be right with God. What peace that brings. So our hearts are right with God, so what's next? Well, second, James 4, 8 tells us, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. This is a promise from God, and there's no better place to be, close to the Father. Well, how do you get close to someone? When you first met your significant other, you wanted to get closer to them. To know them better, what did you have to do? You had to spend time with them. You didn't say, oh, I like that person. Let me make an appointment in another month, and I'll spend some more time with them. Yeah, you probably spent those later part of that day, at least the next day with them, and then the next day, and then the next day. You have to spend time with them. Joshua 1.8 tells us, study this book of instruction, meditate on it day and night, so that you be sure to make everything written in it. Only then will you succeed in the promise of all that you do. This is another promise of God's. Day and night, spending time with Him, feeding upon His Word. We must hide it in our hearts. See, you cannot impart what you do not possess. So if it's not there, you can't impart it to others. Are you searching it for His hidden treasure, as we're commanded to do? What discoveries in the early morning hours the saints have made while others have slept? Do you start your day every day with the Lord? Or do you foolishly think, hey, you know what? I got this. I don't need to put all on today. Notice, if you run from God in the morning, you will scarcely find Him the rest of the day. And I've never known God to curse anybody who was given the first portion of their day to you. Now, this is not your daily problem. Right, your five minute devotion is running out the door. You can't take one breath and make it last a noon. So, how do you expect to take five minutes of God and make it last the whole day? This is you pouring your heart out to the Father and allowing Him to pour His heart into you. And that takes time. So, get up an hour early. Do this. Spend time with the Lord. Get to know Him better. I challenge you, do this for 40 days. Come back and tell me it was the worst decision you ever made. 
I've never had anybody truly do it with pets. Okay, our hearts are right with God and we're spending heartfelt time with Him. What's after this? Well, prayer. Philippians 4, 6-7. through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Another promise of God. How amazing prayer brings peace and understanding. Who does it need and want peace and understanding? Did you know that God is begging us to pray? And prayer in a Christian's life is the greatest weapon that we have, but the one we least use. See, unfortunately, most expect God to do apart from prayer what he has promised to do is answer to. Did you get that? We're expecting him to do apart from prayer what he's told us in his word, he's going to do an answer to that prayer. So we have to pray. I cannot urge you enough with this. Pray continuously. There is a power, a strength, a peace, even a beautiful brokenness that comes from earnest, heartfelt prayer to God. Back in 2011, I was at my uh, prayer dance, and there was a speaker, main speaker by the name of Dr. David Gibbs. He's the founder and president of the Christian Law Association. We may even use them. Um, and his first message to us about a little over 500 men, he asked us by raising hands, who would hear praise? Well, being all Christian men, every hand went up. He said, okay, keep your hand up. If somebody asked you to pray for them in the past 30 days, he said, all right, keep your hand up if you actually pray for them. Believe it. He said, okay, prayer's not answered. Did you pray for them twice? Do you want to He said, three times, four times, five times. Prayer's not answered. Are you still praying for them? Out of 500 men, two hands were left. And I'm pretty sure they were pastors. Now he said, here's the problem. Why did you stop praying if it had not been answered? He says, we've let it slip our minds. We've allowed ourselves to be distracted. Then he said something to me that has stuck with me since 2011. He held up a little book that we had, a little journal. He said, no prayer journal no prayer life. If you're not keeping record of what people have asked or what you've asked of God, you will not have a prayer life. He said, I know no man that has a serious prayer life that does not have a journal keeping record of what he's asking. Now, as once said, it is only when the whole heart is gripped with the passion of prayer that the life-giving fire descends but none but the but none but the earnest one gets access to the ear of God. Heartfelt prayer. Prayer, supplication is life. If you don't have a prayer journal, I strongly encourage you. Pick one up. Walmart sells them. Real simple. Get a notebook, write prayer journal, and you're sanctified. It's a prayer <laughs> This will give you a strength and a power that you've never had. Very few seem to tap into this. But it's available to all of us if we just pull our hearts out into the Father. 
Jeremiah 29, 12, and 13. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me. You do not want to find God. I do. Clean heart, heartfelt time with God in prayer. Now what? Well, for we're putting it all together. Now, all of you know all this. Pretty much all of you should already know all this. I'm sure you do. And putting it all together and getting accomplished, it boils down to one element, and that's time. The one thing that all of us think we don't have the answer to. Now, see, we either master our minutes or we become slaves to them. We either use time or time uses us. It's up to us. It's our choice. And here's the problem. We get the urgent in front of the important. Now see, Satan, he doesn't have to destroy us. He only needs to distract us from that secret life, from the important. Getting to know the Father better. And he knows this is the place where we get the power to defeat him. And the darkness of this world. I mean, who here is tired, stressed, depressed, worried, consumed with fear, hurt, angry, bitter? We've been distracted. He's good at that. Satan knows what he's doing. You know, we are what we eat, we reap what we sow. So, what are you sowing? What do you eat? What do you consume? Draw near to the Father. He will draw near to you. I give this challenge to you. Put down the phone, shut down the computer, turn off the TV, set your clock for an early morning rise, and get to know your Father better. For you will have as much of God as you want. And he will have as much of you as you're willing to give him. And know this, when you ask for prayer from your good father, he will not give you a stone, but he will give you the bread of life. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this time you give us. Lord, what a man you give us. Lord, I ask you to protect him, guard him, his heart, his mind as well as his wife and his daughter. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for this house of yours. What a blessing we have, Lord. Let us not take this for granted. Your word is preached here. Your word is lived here. It's proclaimed. Lord is defended. Let that never falter. Let that never slip. Lord, open our hearts to your word. Help us to make that time, Lord, to spend with you each and every day to get to know you better. Lord, so that we have what we need to face this world and to go out and be the salt and the light of this dark world that you call us to do. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We give you some of your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.